Hello, hello, lovely listeners. Welcome to the Nothing to Do With You podcast, a space to give whispers a voice, mention the unmentionable, and bring all things inward outwards. I'm your host, Cloda. Guys, I'm still on a high from last week. I can't believe the podcast is up and running at last. And here we are on episode two. Oh, it still feels so unreal. So, look, last week was a big week for me. I definitely felt very vulnerable and, I suppose, stripped bare from it all. It's the first time that I have shared my story beyond my inner circle or in a situation of like-minded people, but I'm so freaking glad I did it. To be honest, I was a bit anxious after it, uh, which is totally normal. (laughs) I felt I needed a few days to get my head around it all, for sure, and take it all in. I guess the build up to the launch and then actually airing it and waiting for the feedback had me naturally nervous. But look, the hard part is done now. I've ripped off the band-aid and it's pretty damn obvious that you all know I can be a bit of an anxious Annie. (laughs) There's no hiding it anymore. So uh, look, I'll wear it like a badge of anxious honour from now on. So the feedback has just been amazing and I, I I don't even know where to start with it. I'm just blown away. The amount of people that have reached out is it's just incredible. Whether it was to congratulate me, tell me how they relate to me or, you know, share their own story. I mean, people I haven't talked to for years. Uh people who don't know me and people who do know me. Um, It's just been unbelievable. And to be honest, it's really reinforced for me how important this is and why I'm doing this podcast. So thank you guys so, so much. I appreciate each and every one of you for taking the time to tune in and to get in contact with me. It means so much, more than you guys will ever know. Another thing I couldn't get over is... The amount of people that said, wow, I'd never have known you had anxiety, Chloe. And this really has me so intrigued. Um, I guess I wonder, since people have been saying it to me, you know, gosh, you know, I'd never have guessed, I'd never have whatever. It's made me wonder, well, mm, what is having anxiety supposed to look like? And... I genuinely don't mean that in a, a smart way. I mean that in a very sincere way. And I'm I'm asking it sincerely here. It's, look, it's not like you have, I have a sticker on my forehead, you know, declaring to the world that I get anxious. So is it meant to be obvious? obvious? Is it meant to be seen? Like, why are we surprised to hear this about someone or myself in this case? And look, hey, I've been guilty of it myself. When I find out somebody has anxiety or panic attacks, I've even had that thought where, gosh, I'd never have guessed that about them. I'd never have thought that, you know, they have panic attacks. And do you know what? It's really ignorant of us all because, you know, we don't ever say, oh, gosh, I'd never believe you get migraines or, gosh, I'd never have known you get asthma. It's almost like we have this preconceived notion of what a person should look like when they have a certain condition or illness. And look, this must date back to our more primitive times, you know, especially with like 
mental health, you know, was more called the you know, the nerves, suffering from the nerves and you'd nearly picture someone uh, uh, this is so politically incorrect, you know, in the straitjacket or you know, and it was just not really discussed. It was just a general diagnosis given to someone who didn't seem to fit in or was deemed as normal. And again, look, this is something I'm sure will come up on the podcast from time to time in other episodes. So it's definitely um, something I will be looking forward to getting into because that really did intrigue me. And it was good for me to actually own that as well, because I have been definitely guilty of saying no way. Jesus, there's no way they've, they've, they've anxiety. They couldn't have. And so I can see why people might say that about me too, especially if you're extroverted, I think, or if you come across quite bubbly by nature, it's probably the last thing you'd expect a person to declare that, do you know, I, I get quite bad anxiety, you know. So it is an interesting one for sure. Another thing I've loved again over the last week is how many conversations I've had from the podcast. Um, either meeting people or you know over messages you know and telling me you know they themselves have gone through something not specifically anxiety a range of different things and I just love that last week's episode made you comfortable enough to do that with me and in turn will hopefully make you comfortable to do that you know among your loved ones and this is what this podcast is going to be all about normalizing the shit out of the uncomfortable the awkward and the taboo to all those labels to be honest I really just want to say fuck off (laughs) I know it's a bit blunt of me but that is what it's all about I just want people to be able to have a conversation about not feeling great as easy as they're having a conversation about what they bought in Tesco So one thing I have decided that going forward for the time being, at least, I will be doing an episode once a fortnight. So it'll be every second Thursday. I know I had originally said it was going to be once a week, but I just feel for now that once a fortnight is plenty of listening to me time for you guys. And look, maybe down the road, hopefully, if you are all still liking the show and putting up with me, I will definitely look at doing an episode a week. But Also, look, I just think I want the content in this to be quality um, and I will pick quality over quantity any day. And I don't want to feel that I'm rushing through a subject or rushing to get content. And I just want everything. I want to give it 100 percent. And I feel if I do an episode a fortnight, I can give that 100 percent. And. I just feel that when I'm ready and look again, if it takes off, please, God, for sure, it's something we can look at. Also, a few people have asked me, will I be doing videos for YouTube of the podcast? Again, I'm going to be honest here because I'm all about being being real. I, I don't feel ready just yet for that. <laughs> but again, it is something I am going to look forward to doing in the future. Um, I think it's going to be really good uh, for sure. And again, it'll be for um easier access for people you know at the moment it's just available on spotify so yeah but i'm just not sure yet when i'll be comfortable enough for my old mug to be seen as well on video so that one i'll have to get used to 
I just find it's really important that I do this at my own speed and at a pace that's comfortable for me so that I will stay enjoying doing this and getting out of it what I see I will get out of it and what I feel I'll get out of it. So that's definitely where I'm at with that. So as this is another solo episode, I'm going to use the What's Taboo With You segment to share another little snippet of my wonderfully weird self with you guys. And this is something I'd love your thoughts and opinions on as well after this, for sure. Um, so as if having GAD, generalized anxiety disorder, isn't enough of fun in itself, I also have a real real fear of flying. I haven't been on a plane in nearly eight years. Uh, I know this is shocking. Like this and I feel embarrassed saying this. I really do. And this is I almost feel this is worse than saying I've anxiety. I just feel this is um me really like stripping myself bare with this. Again this is something that came on later in life for me after having numerous of flights with no issues at all. And the weird thing is, is I'm not actually afraid of the taking off and I've no problem with landing at all. In fact, the quicker, the better. I just freak the fuck out being up there. I can't even say that I've had a horrible flight experience or a really bad disturbing you know time on one and I don't think I can even blame it on my anxiety I just feel totally out of control when I'm up in those stupid clouds which then puts pressure on me to try and act a certain way and behave a certain way which then turns into worry of others seeing me getting nervous and the whole thoughts of it just makes me feel claustrophobic panicky and awful and it's a real deep feeling I have within me and to be honest I I hate this part of me I haven't been able to shake it I've attempted twice to board a plane in the last few years once with my husband and once with my best friend and on both occasions I chickened out on the attempt with my friend Kira, I actually managed to get on the plane but shit got real very quick when I sat down and it was like, you know, we were getting ready to put on the seatbelts or whatever. And I started to freak out and I felt people were staring at me and I could feel myself getting upset. I could feel like the plane was getting smaller on me. And I remember Kira just turning to me and saying, if you don't want to be on this flight, we don't have to. If you want to get off this plane, then that's exactly what we're going to do. I got you. And look, that'll just tell you how supportive my 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 inner circle is. But look, inevitably, that was my green light to run. Now, look, I have to say, we had a great weekend. We had a belter of a weekend. Instead of going to, I think it was Liverpool, we um, went on the piss in Dublin instead and stayed in a hotel up there and blew all our money. We got the, the sterling exchange back to euros and look, it was a, a belter of a weekend and a great crack. But of course, deep down, I felt like a total failure. I remember my dad ringing to say, well, love, have you landed safely? And I was like, dad, I actually didn't get on the plane. Well, I did, but I didn't stay on the plane. And I was fucking mortified. 
And even now, I'm still mortified. I don't like having this conversation. I, I genuinely don't enjoy having this conversation, but I really don't want it to hold me back anymore because I really used to love traveling and I want to be able to travel more. You know, I want to travel with my husband and my family and I know they'd love that for me too. I actually did try that course that's on up in Dublin before. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but honestly, I felt that it was more for people who have the fear of a plane crashing and understanding, I suppose, the science behind it. And I don't really have that fear. So uh, to be honest, I didn't get anything from it. But look, I really am hoping that 2023 is going to be the year that I push through this fear and start living my best flight life again. I don't see it as me being a failure anymore for not doing it. But I do want that feeling of pure inner pride in doing it and succeeding with it. I just feel it will just be of so much benefit to me. And I will be on top of the world if I can just do that flight and just get through it. So, as I said, I'd love your thoughts on this, guys. Has it happened to any of you or someone you know? Is there any of you afraid of flying? Is there any of you were afraid of flying but conquered it? What helped? And listen, P.S., getting pissed does not help uh, before you get on the flight, so you can refrain from recommendations like that. <laughs> um, so this week as well is also the start of the weekly poll that I will be doing. And it's always going to be called taboo or not taboo. That is the question. So this is where I'll put a topic out to you guys on on this podcast and, of course, on social media afterwards to give me your thoughts on whether you see it as a taboo or not taboo subject and elaborate more for your reason on the matter. This week's topic is going to be on men's emotions. I know you the issue for real men's emotions oh my gosh but yes indeed I am very real this is a subject that is often brought up taken the piss out of mocked shot down and let's be fair here it's dismissed plenty of times in conversations so what I want to know is if you are a man do you feel comfortable expressing your feelings with either your mates, your partner, your family? And if so, please elaborate on this. And if you don't feel comfortable, if you feel it's something, Jesus, no, I'd never do that. Fuck no, feelings, oh, not, not at all. They're for girls, whatever it is. Can you elaborate on that with me as well? I'm just really intrigued into the reasons why behind both, whether you're comfortable or you're not comfortable. Remember, all feedback is 100% confidential and private. And also, if you're a wife or a girlfriend, a daughter, whatever, how do you feel about the men in your lives and their emotions or lack of even? Like, I'll be putting this on Facebook and Instagram for over the next week or two. And I really would love feedback on this. And again, you can email me as well on nothing to boo with you at gmail.com. This is going to tie in very well with a segment that I will be having on the next episode, which I feel is going to be very thought provoking and will be an important piece to hear for men and women alike. 
So I definitely would like if you guys could get in touch with me on that. And we will go from there and see what we can what we can do with it. So yeah, so that's it. So today I had my bi-weekly therapy session. I love therapy. I don't know if you guys have done it, if you guys have tried it. I don't know. I fucking love it. Therapy for me is a place to go in for an hour and be completely honest with Loda. I get so much out of it. I think it's more important to go to therapy when you're feeling well as much as when you're not feeling well. Obviously, when you're feeling unwell and not yourself, it's there as a support. It's there as a comfort. It's there to rationalize your thoughts and your emotions and be a safe space for them. But also, when you're feeling well, there's just so much more clarity. I feel I personally take in so much more when I'm going to therapy and feeling well in myself, which thank God I am now. And I just feel it's like a weight off your shoulder. It's like going in getting an emotional massage. <laughs> I've never described it as that before. I actually really like that. I'm going to call it that from now on. It is like a freaking emotional massage. You just come out with so much lifted off you. And I love that, like, my therapist is just phenomenal. I'm going to him nearly a year now, and he is just incredible. And I'm so blessed and so lucky to have found someone that matches well with me because I know with therapy it can be trial and error um to find someone that you find suits you suits your personality suits whatever reasoning you're going to therapy for so it is trial and error and it has been trial and error for me in the past and I've had some fantastic therapists in the past but I've also had ones where there was no connection whatsoever and that is a hard pill to swallow because you have to accept that this one isn't working for you and go back to the drawing board. So that can be quite hard. So when you find a good therapist, it is so important to cherish them, to be honest. I just find when I'm in my session, it's it's offload time. It's me time. I'm not a wife. I'm not a daughter. I'm not a mother. I'm not a friend. I'm not anyone. I'm just being me. And that is just priceless, to be honest. And again, I'd love to know your thoughts on this as well, guys. <clears throat> Have you been to therapy before? Have you gone? What did you think of it? Have you found it helped? What type of therapy did you do? Have you tried cognitive behavioral therapy? This is something that's new for me this year. Something that I had heard of before, but had never indulged in but have started to this year, this past 12 months, certainly. And I found my self-awareness is what's been awoke from it, um, for sure. And I think that's been the best part of it for me, learning things about myself 
that could be triggers for my anxiety and learning how to manage them. That I find has been definitely so valuable for me and hopefully will keep me going on the right track. This week I also found out my surgery has been rescheduled at last and when I got the phone call I was so excited but I was also shitting it (laughs) Um, because I was getting flashbacks to last year when I had gotten the date and said yes right this is great this is going to fix everything it's going to fix my hormones it's going to fix my anxiety it's going to fix fertility it's going to fix so much and then when it was cancelled as you know from the last episode that was what caused me to have a setback with my mental health and turn my general anxiety into full-on acute anxiety so when I got the call this week that the surgery was being rescheduled I was initially really delighted and really excited. But then after it, I was thinking, what if it gets cancelled again? And I get my hopes up and I go through all of that emotional build up and next thing it's cancelled again. Well, do you know what? What if it doesn't? I need to stop fortune telling. The what ifs have proved so useless to me as my counsellor pointed out to me one time I remember on one or two of our my first sessions with him he couldn't get over the amount of times said what if 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 I do this and I get hurt what if I do that and I die what if I'm not good enough what if oh my gosh I didn't realize I lived so happily in what if land so I'm trying to focus on right the surgery is in late March It's March's problem. Clodo right now in early spring. Thank God, by the way, it's early spring at last. I hate January. Although January normally feels like three years, it does feel like it went quick this year. So I'm really glad to be out of that and stepping into spring. And I definitely feel so much different to this time last year. I mean, I didn't even have my diagnosis this time last year. I was starting my journey of looking for answers and oh my gosh what a difference a year makes I feel I have so much clarity within myself this year now compared to this time last year so it really does go to show guys that you know everything is temporary nothing is permanent and the good the bad the ugly all those times come and go and that's okay so yeah so I've that surgery coming up in March so I'm not going to ponder and dwell on it too much it is what it is we'll go through the pre-op and the scan and take it one step at a time one foot in front of the other that is what I say to myself if I'm having a bad day or if I'm nervous or anxious about something I just focus on what's in front of me right here right now And that has proven to be a massive um, healing tool for me and definitely helping me um, with my my journey back to being me. So look, that's all for me for this week. Thank you so much again for taking the time to tune in. 
Please be sure to share your thoughts on the episode. And again, if you have any ideas on topics you'd like to hear discussed, be sure and let me know, guys. So enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, be you, be wonderfully weird and be kind.